0: Wanted to address my MIA over the past few weeks or so. Babes been affected by the coronavirus situation. It's been quite a challenge to record episodes of late because the top priority for everyone is really just staying at home as much as possible and keeping healthy, minimizing going out of the house, which rightfully should be the case. I hope all of you guys tuning into this are doing so at home. Um, but we're back with regular programming for the next couple of weeks. I know times are tough and morale is really low, so I really hope that tuning into something private will provide you guys with some respite and comfort during these isolating times. Hi guys, welcome to Something Private, a podcast about everything related to the vagina, from sex to health and the society. My name is Nicole and I'm your producer and your host. I'm quite an active person, I do regular HIIT classes, I do yoga, but these activities are things I've only really actively pursued in the last um, year or so because you know there's like class pass, F45, all these gyms and yoga studios started to spring up in the last I would say three to five years. Side note, I've always been really unfit, I hated PE, I hate it when they have to like time us to run for 2.4KM at like 7am in the morning twice a week and then you go to class like really sweaty the whole day. Anyway, in the midst of the boom of social media influencers, as well as these like boutique gyms, there was this community of fitness influencers that started appearing as well. You know, the yogis, the gym girls, the fitness models. And as I started working out more and looking at more content online on how to eat better, what type of workouts would suit me more, my feed became more curated to feature fitness influencers as well. As I was scrolling through Instagram Monday, I came across this profile with the username Hikapi Eyelashy Jelly. And I remembered, hey, I've seen I've seen her around like five years back when I was in like my first year of university. That was like in 2015. The girl behind this moniker is Megan. And back then, she had been one of the first few fitness influencers in Singapore, and rightfully so because she was in great shape and all to her own merit. At her most popular in 2016, Megan had over 50,000 followers on Instagram, but shortly after, she disappeared. And I haven't seen her profile around, only until really recently. So when I saw her profile online again, which was like a couple of weeks back, I went to her page and discovered that not only has she deleted all her Instagram photos from the past there was a change in Megan's personality as well the first most striking thing was the tone of voice on Instagram there was this sort of air of freedom in the way she presented herself today it was no longer that sort of cookie cutter you know advertorial material that you might see she was a lot more open and candid in her captions One example was she captioned this photo, Please like this photo because as we all know, I cannot function without your validation. It was like a hint of irony and humour present, right? The second, which is what I found most interesting about Megan, was her endless Instagram highlights of this community of girls who worked out together. 39 weeks ago, she posted a picture with the caption, All us shy girls who don't dare to gym alone should really create a WhatsApp support group and go together. 39 weeks later, Telegirls is a group chat with nearly 200 girls on Telegram who have come together all in the interest of exercising and staying fit. These girls who are strangers turned friends have started over 20 sub-interest groups for different activities and have successfully organised community workout sessions with Spin & Dance Studios. Today, the group remains active and buzzing about everything under the sun, so from topics like exercise to confiding in friends about work woes and of course the current COVID-19 situation. It's really interesting to me because how did an ordinary girl who accidentally turned into an influencer use her influence for such remarkable and honestly really wholesome good? This is the story of Megan.
1: Hi, I'm Megan and I'm... What's my age? Oh my gosh, wait, wait. 23 Turning 24 this year, yeah No, I keep thinking just now Because on the way here I was thinking like How am I supposed to introduce myself? How like, w- in? Yeah, how do you start? So I just um, Okay, what am I doing now in my life? I'm a student I'm a full-time student Okay <laughs> I feel like there's a need to clarify that I study accounting Um, I would say that I don't know Influencer? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know what to think about that Because I don't feel like I'm particularly trying to do anything on social media now I think ever since I came back to Instagram last year I think I've been very chill about it So, yeah mm-hmm. I would say maybe an influencer But not really particularly trying to be in- You're being so humble <laughs> I don't have- Okay, no, how do you define an influencer? Someone with influence I would say that the people I have influenced over, over are usually people that are like my friends or girls that i talked to for many, many years on um Instagram, right? Mm. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't feel like... Okay, let's put it this way. I happen to have a lot of followers on Instagram. Yes, that's the way, okay? Okay, I think that was like sometime in 2015, right? If I'm not wrong. 2015? Yeah, it was when I graduated from JC. So, that was around the time that I met my current boyfriend. We're still together. He was very... Is and was very into lifting, right? So I I think that was a very huge part of his life at the time, and I didn't understand it at all. I mean, I've never, I mean, we as Singaporean kids, we always try to bond like PE session, you know, we want on the talking, you use your cramps as a reason to get out of PE, right? So I've never been one to purposely like go and exercise, but because I met him and then we started, like I realised it was a huge interest of his, so I decided to just try out gymming to understand like what was it about it that he liked so much, uh. And it got quite addictive, you know, like when you start working out, assuming like your diet doesn't change, uh, when you start working out you're burning calories, you start to like lose body fat, right? So getting lean was something that I saw that changed in my body, right? And it was very addictive in an unhealthy way. So the more weight I started to lose, the more weight I wanted to keep losing, uh. And then I started to change my diet completely also. And like, okay, I mean online, it looked good because like... Okay, uh, I actually did edit my photos a lot back then. There was something that I think some people picked up on it and I didn't know how quite how to like answer it. But yeah, I did edit my photos a lot uh, back then. But then it is also true that I did lean out quite a bit. Uh, and the more I edited and the more I leaned out, right, I kept wanting to keep up this image, right, of being like the, fitspo, like the fitness influencer. So... I don't really know what it was that made me my profile blew up. I think, like, people started saying, oh, that's the fit girl. But then I think also people um, were talking about, like, me editing my photos. So I think it was a combination of both, uh, I think. I'm not quite sure. Um, I think I did that for a few months, right, um, in 2015. Until, like, the end of the year, maybe. Then it backfired on me a lot. Okay, because I went on this crazy diet, right? I think I was eating, like, maybe 500, 600 calories every day only. Mm. I didn't know, like, I thought I knew a lot about fitness, okay? Because um I was talking to my boyfriend, right? Even though he didn't really monitor everything that I was doing. But on my own, I went to read. So I felt more like I understood better than other people, right? Um, And then I was on such a strict diet. I was It was such a clean diet. And then at the time, because um I started becoming, like, a fitness influencer. So I think a few of the... Fitness influencers in Singapore knew who I was, so we started like talking on social media, right? And they always saw like um how I was training, they saw my diet, and then they would always ask me like, "Hey, are you intending to compete? Why are you so strict? Why so disciplined, right?" And then that fed my ego a bit, so I kept doing it because people kept saying stuff like that. What? So. It really wasn't sustainable at all. And then I think that was like the peak of, not say fame lah, but I think that was the peak when people were talking about me, right? I think my the more my, my profile blew up, the more I wanted to keep going. And then my body just couldn't take it because you're on such a strict, such a clean diet and you exercise like crazy, at some point your body's going to crash, right? So I remember specifically my crash point. I think it was sometime in like November of that same year, right? That was after doing it for a few months already. I had an extra bowl of cereal and then i had this very bad mentality like because i had the extra bowl of cereal so i told myself the next day i'm gonna work it off in terms of the calories right and then i couldn't do enough exercise the next day to work it off so i just told myself that then why the fuck am i still trying so hard to keep my diet clean i've already messed it up and that was the the very bad mentality that i had because it's like everything had to be perfect if, I, if my workout wasn't on point If my diet wasn't on point Then I saw no point point. I like, keep like, doing it continuously uh. So I think after a while I just stopped
0: Was it a spiral?
1: It was a very very bad spiral mm. I think it started off with like The extra bowl of cereal And then the next day It was like two extra bowls of rice And because I starved myself Of those things for so long right When I had a taste of it You know you just cannot stop really mm. And then I think like It started becoming like One cheat meal like, A very very big cheat meal right I mean, okay, considering that I was on a diet like 500-600 calories, like, a a cheat meal of like 800-900 calories is a huge shock to my system. So, I started having like one cheat meal every few days, and then it became an everyday thing. And then I started lying to my boyfriend, and then staying back at my own house instead of like going over to his, right? I would go back home, pretending that I had work to do, but then I would order food in. And then I would binge at night. So, it was a huge spiral, and then it became an everyday thing, and then I just completely stopped exercising. And then it, it I was like that for a few years and I have won a lot of weight. And then I got so demoralised. So it was a, I didn't
0: know this. Yeah, now now you know this. Yeah. Because I only remember seeing you at like your fitters I mean, yeah, okay, there? but to
1: be fair that one like I did edit my photos a lot, right? And then Ever since like when I went through that spiral, of course it was affecting me a lot. So I didn't really dare to post how I looked like after that because everybody had this impression that I was a fit girl, right? So I just kept reposting old photos, or rather I just kept editing my photos heavier. Really affected my my view of myself a lot. I think. Mm. Yeah. How do you get out of it after that? Oh, it was so long later though. It was like last year only. Yeah. So, so you were in a. In I a... was in that spiral for that was twenty fifteen not twenty fifteen right until. Start of 2019, yeah, so 2019, right, I, it wasn't just like the fitness thing, okay, it was a very bad spiral because I think, I think a lot of the girls I talk to now, they also have this same mentality, mm. they're like, okay, now my, today I fuck up my diet, is okay, tomorrow I'll start, right, and then I did that for two years, I think, like, can you can imagine that kind of stress you put on yourself every day, right, I remember on my planner, because I had a manual planner last time, I, I, I always put the word start right at the top, of the date and then if I fuck it up I'll go and use this big black marker to cancel it out and then I'll put start on the next day. so it was a huge like it was Mm. a very huge pressure on me every day right because I would make myself feel so bad for shifting the start date and then I kind of gave up on that so it started becoming okay if I screw it up today I'll start next week so at least the duration like lengthened right but then after a while I think I just completely gave up on it because it wasn't happening I tried again and again and again for years right and it just didn't happen until 2019 I think like, um, I wasn't at a low in my life. I think my life was quite good. I was quite happy with everything. But I realized that I was I didn't really have much control over my life. I feel like there were a lot of unsettled issues, like, um I feel like I wronged a lot of people. I made a lot of mistakes, right? So I wanted time to myself to kind of sort through all of it, right? And understand how those things have impacted me or rather how they shape the kind of person that I am now and then I wanted to spend more time with my friends and with my family but then because Instagram is there and then at the time I felt very obliged to post very often right so I think at the start of 2019 I deactivated my Instagram completely then I went on this like, hiatus I wasn't even intending to come back for that matter but then I think during that six months because I kind of Marie kondo everything, right? that I felt much better and then people were asking me, like, just come back to Instagram and, you know, share your experience, it could then see where it goes from there. So if you really decide to delete it later on, then you can delete, la. but I came back and then with the telegirls thing, yeah, then it kind of took off from there. So I feel like there's a newfound purpose and I feel very much different about social media now than I, than I used to feel about it.
0: Mm. I'm very curious because, like, it, it's very interesting. It's like, it wasn't exactly like a... From from what I hear, right, it's not like a depressive like yeah. spiral. Cause it feels like you you were in a very bad like headspace, mm. and then you started returning back to normal. But then you could not acknowledge the fact that this is actually like normal. You know, it's like a un unmatched like expectation. Like you are actually okay, but then you think that people see you as this like they look up to you, right? Which yeah. they do. Yeah. But like I I kind of want to like unpack that. Then what was the thought process during that period of time? And like I'm quite sure if you were in a. Bad place, right? For such a long period of time, right? Somebody must have been like, "Are you okay? What's going on?" The fitness scene must have like reached out to you somehow, right? I think, right?
1: Mm. I okay, I was like that, but I didn't really show much of it online. I think. Okay. I never. I okay, for I think for those few years, uh, I every time I posted online, I just posted what was the standard influencer content. You know, like I I realized now looking back, cause I recently I went to look through all my old posts, right? It's very much not that what's the word for it, it's very much influenced by what other influencers were doing. So I just started to post what other people were posting and I I don't know why I never really questioned it, but it just happened like that. So because of that, I think nobody really bothered to reach out to me to ask like, hey, what happened to your stuff last time? Because they just thought that I went in a different direction. Then my friends that were the closest to me, I didn't have, I'm not someone who has like a lot of friends. I have very few people that I'm really open to about this kind of stuff, right? And, I think I never really went into detail about that whole spiral because at the time I was still in the spiral I didn't want to talk about the spiral because I felt like I haven't gotten out of it it was very demoralizing to me to have to think to talk about the spiral right? not knowing if I, if I was going to get out of it or not so if I acknowledged it and then nothing happened then it's kind of like I'm putting myself in that space like oh now uh, now I'm just permanently in a bad place you know what I mean so I didn't really talk to my friends about it I think my boyfriend kind of picked up on it, but he didn't particularly say anything. I never really opened up to him about how I felt about the whole thing until, like, after I got out of it. Then I thought through, like, everything that I felt, right? And then I started to talk to him about it more. But at the time when I was going through it, I didn't really talk to anybody about it. Because I think for me, I... I'm someone who likes to reflect on it myself first. I need to sort out my thoughts, know where my head is at, right? And then I can start to explain it to people. If I just explain it to someone out of nowhere, like just ranting about it, right? Whatever solutions they offer me, I will still feel like it doesn't really help because it's not entirely everything that is going on inside. It doesn't solve everything that's going on inside of me. It's just the parts that I set out. So... Yeah, I think that whole period, right? I just kept to myself a lot. I think maybe that's what contributed to the spiral so because I didn't really reach out, right? Mm-hmm. And it's very different now, because like now when I'm going through problems with school or like problems with my relationship or if I'm feeling bad about something fitness related, right? At least there's this community of teddy girls there. And we have this habit of speaking up about our problems. So I think they it's very different now. I think if I had this back then, it might have helped me like stop this spiral earlier on. Mm.
0: Mm. I wanna talk a bit about like the the spiral because I think as somebody that's the same age as you right it's a spiral that I would say that I can quite understand mm. as well it's sad to say but I feel like every girl sometimes we feel these kinds of pressures mm. right and like it's quite unavoidable and inescapable so I kind of want to talk about that like what are your thoughts about that and maybe if you can identify where this like toxic mentality came from in the first place for you for I mean because like personally like for me I think um I like, my own personal struggles is that, like, I do a workout, right, and I feel like, oh, I see, like, physical results, right, mm. I keep wanting to yeah. get better, but at the same time, it's like, like you said, there's a lot of mental capacity that is required to, like, schedule in a workout, count, like, your calories, I don't even do that, because I feel like there is, is, so, is much so much mental capacity, capacity yeah. yeah, yeah like you said, if I don't make up for what I ate the previous day, then I feel shitty, then you just dedicate another Space in your mind To feel shitty about that like, <laughs> you don't have the capacity To do other things You know It's a, it's really like uh, You know And I still have friends Who are in that spiral So yeah let's, think, uh, let's, 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 let's have a chat about that Is it a perfectionist problem though? I think it's a societal problem eh I think it's a societal problem
1: I think even in 2015 Until now I think a lot of the girls Actually did reach out to me To always ask for like Advice on like What they can do right And then I would advise them To change their diet Change their workout And to kind of follow What I did back then that is like a. It's like you're giving them a recipe to. It's like you're telling them you need to do this if you want to see these kind of results, right? And I think that I'm not sure. Okay, I don't really remember who, which of them I gave that advice to. But I would like to hear from them now, cause I'm pretty sure they might have run into that same roadblock as we did, that, uh. So, I think the problem with like this spiral, right, actually stems from like the mentality behind why why they're doing it. I think the only reason that I got out of it, right, is because I started to change the way that i think about fitness right i think before that the thing that the problem with the spiral was that every okay the reason why i woke up every day and i told myself okay you have to eat 100 percent clean you have to stick to these macros and the, this amount of calories and then you have to hit this workout you need to do a weights you need to do a hit session right the reason why i kept sticking to that so fervently right was because i believe that there's no other way that I can get to my results otherwise. So the only way I can lean out and look good is only if I eat that kind of diet, if I work out like that. So, but I didn't really, um. it took me a while to accept that I did not like that kind of diet, and I didn't like that kind of rigor in that kind of exercise, right? So... If you don't really enjoy what you're eating, if you don't enjoy what you're doing, it's never going to be sustainable. I think there was a point where I flipped and then I realised that, okay, if I wanted something that was going to last, like if I wanted um, results that were going to last, right, then I needed to change my entire lifestyle to something that was more sustainable. Right? So it, it was a very gradual thing. I think like week one, I told myself, okay, just drink more water. You drink until you... Come to a point where it's a, uh, natural to you already. Like you don't feel like you're forcing yourself to drink water, right? Then start making the second change. Then the second change has started cutting out like sugar, not entirely, but like unnecessary like snacking on sugar here and there, right? So it was a, it was a, it was a very gradual process. And then I think somewhere along the way, I stopped focusing on the results as much already. Like, I didn't bother to check my weight anymore. I Didn't b- really bother to check my um, my progress photos anymore because I think I just felt a lot better about myself, right? And then I liked that overall I was much happier and then I was progressing in terms of like my fitness level, in terms of like my mental health. So I just stopped focusing too much on the results and then I think this is what I always tell the girls, like I think that's where the results start coming in because when you, it's as much as it's about what you put into your body and what you do with your body, right? It's also about the way that you think about your body. So when you change your mentality and your attitude towards the lifestyle that you have Right And the reasons why You're doing what you're doing Right
0: I think that Gives a lot of result I kind of wanted to Go back to the point On like Why is it that So many girls Including like Us right mm. Are fixated on The results Or like Looking a certain way okay, Where does I think that I was, from?
1: I think I was a, a culprit of this Also Okay The problem with Social media right Is that yeah, you, sh- you have like these Instagram models, right? That look amazing, right? They look like, how do you get so lean? How do you have such a perfect body? How do you have such nice boobs and like a... Such a small waist and such a nice butt, right? And then the problem is that a lot of these are edited. A lot of them do have plastic surgery. And then, yeah, you have the rare few that really... That's completely natural. That's the way they are. But it's down to genetics, what? But I realised, okay, this is why I also unfollowed a lot of those accounts. Because I realised they were perpetuating this toxic mentality towards like what a body should look like right so the more accounts of like these that i followed the more i started to try and pick up tips on like how to pose like them how to look like them how to dress like that so i look more like them you know and i think that was very very bad for for me so when you are on social media and you're surrounding yourself with like images like this every day right it's very hard to not want to look like it and then the more you see yourself in the mirror looking like yourself right under like the natural lighting wearing normal clothes looking like a normal person right you will feel even more shit about yourself, right? And then people, when they see these kind of things, right, and then they they start wanting, okay, if they do decide that they want to start looking like it, then they want fast results, correct? So then they start doing all these very extreme methods. And then when they do these extreme methods, they see results, right? But then they cannot get the results to last, right? Then they go into this spiral. That's what I feel.
0: Mm. Is it a personal? Yes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no,
0: it's very honest and yeah. 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 and yeah. No, but that's why I think like,
1: I Okay, it's not... I don't think it's a bad thing to follow these accounts, right? But you really have to be able to remind yourself that this could be edited. This is probably, like, a lot of lighting, a lot of editing, a lot of posing.
0: Okay, I want to talk a bit about looking a certain way. I feel like society kind of has this issue with, like, body dysmorphia. People think that body dysmorphia is, like, maybe, like, anorexia or, like, bulimia. But, like, when you get a bit obsessive over how your body looks like.
1: Yeah, I think for me right now, it's really, it's not really something that I struggle too much with. And I know that's a bit like, okay, it's a bit, some people might say it's a bit ironic because like my body looks fine, so there's no reason for me to be obsessive mm-hmm. about it, right? but I've been in a position where I've, okay, I guess by some standards, I've looked so-called better, and even then I had body dysmorphia by that definition, right? So it's not really because of the way i look that's why i have it or i don't it's just more like it's a state of mind right like you said so i think now it's different because of the people that i surround myself with like i don't work out so much like, i do work out quite a bit now i would say but i don't work out this much because i'm trying to achieve a certain look it's really just because of like the experience and the people that i've met through these exercises right like when i go spin now it's when it's like an opportunity for me to meet my friends when I go to F45, it's because it makes me feel amazing about my body. Like, I feel like I'm getting stronger. And I think... And then you have this whole, like, Telly Girls community, right? Where so occasionally when, like, we we share photos about, of ourselves, right? And then they're very encouraging. When somebody, like, makes a, a joke about her own body saying that she's reflet, right? Everybody comes in and just, like, shuts it down immediately. Because it's, it's just a very supportive place to be, right? So I feel like because I'm surrounded by things like that, like, people reminding me that it's normal to have... Fat rolls. It's normal to sit down, and look this way, and even if you don't, even if you're not the slimmest person, even if you're not the like the fittest person, but everybody is still beautiful in their own way, right? So, it's because of all these things that I started to change my mentality about the way that I like view my body, and I also think because at like, the time that I was away, when I changed my attitude towards like fitness in general, right? Instead of trying to achieve a certain look, I started to focus more on like changing my lifestyle. Like I wanted to find something that that I enjoyed but I was still healthy and it was sustainable, right? So because I started to do that, my focus shifted from like looking a certain way to just being happy with like the the daily life that I had. Uh. So yeah, I think these all made me not focus so much on like the, the way that I look anymore. I realised that yeah, it's, it's a lot more important like your mental stability and your mental health also. Yeah. But yeah, there are people that I know there are a lot of people who have that problem because I think a lot of the girls also have that problem right and there's still okay not as many girls come to me nowadays because I'm not as like prominent on social media as I used to be right but there are still the occasional few who will come to me and I like, talk to me about their eating disorder their like they want to achieve a certain look right and I don't know if I'm really helping but usually I'll just tell them that you know it's really down to genetics that's for one, okay? And I say, um, a lot of the things that you see on social media usually are not real. So if you chuck all these aside, right, and then you, you have that kind of goal that you want to look a certain way, right, it's going to eat you up, honestly. And then I would tell them about my experience from before. And then I'll tell them that it's much more important to just focus on improving yourself from where you are now because that is the only thing that you can really count on, what? So it's not so much about like improving yourself in terms of like getting leaner, but it's more like, um, getting being in a healthier space being in a better headspace like thinking thinking in a more mentally stable way right then i i can only assure them from my hindsight that these things will change you a lot it's like right now you think that huh but like why do you want to do that because it doesn't help you achieve your your goal of looking a certain way right but they don't get it now because they're still in that space where i used to be right so it's only when you get out of it right and then you realize that there are much more important things to life and that 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 thing that used to eat you up so much, that used to occupy so much of your headspace, space, right, it's actually, it's just you can, you can shut it off like that, right? Then they will understand. Only It's only when you get out of it, then you understand. It's very hard for them to see the, the impact of it when you are still in a position where that's the only thing that matters. Okay, so usually what I do is I just, like, try to be there with them as they do it. So I'll tell them, okay, how about this week, you just focus on this thing first, you update me how you feel about it after the weekends then I'll check in with you again so I try to be there with them right and then sometimes I'll like recommend like you know why don't you just if you want girls that are going through the same thing as you like to talk to you about it right you can just join the telegirls community because a lot of them deal with the same thing and it might help you to know that other people are dealing with the same problem as you because they do remind you that you are fine the way you are and if you they will remind you that if if you are trying to exercise if you're trying to eat better to look a certain way that
0: that's not the only reason that you should be doing it i feel like the crux of the issue right is because like society places a lot of emphasis on the way we look and therefore like it really that it boils down to that like the fact that like you meet like somebody right you're like hey like you know you've lost like wait like you look so good like are you working out no like very small comments like this like mm. it's very insidious because like you are, you are telling me that I'm looking at you, I see a physical change, right? And therefore, like, what you're doing or what you haven't been doing, mm. like, it's noticeable, you know what I mean? It's, it's very, like, it's very small. It's like the way we keep emphasizing that on, like, our looks, you're beautiful or, like, you look slightly, like, healthier, like, you are, look less tired, these kind of things. It's like, there's a overemphasis, or I feel like, yes, it's something that they have to go through themselves. But in the first place, if, let's say, we stop, Talking like, oh, like that, right? Then it's something that can be avoided altogether, you know what I mean? Mm.
1: Yeah,
0: I get what you mean. It's just, like you said, uh, if it's a
1: societal problem, I really don't know how. Yeah, and, and, and I don't, think it's, are, your, yeah, I don't I think, think it's your duty even also. Even us as a group, right? I don't even know how we can change it. It's just, I think all we can do right now, right, assuming that we don't have enough power to actually change societal mentality, right, is to really help people, like, you know, treat the symptoms, uh, so... If they feel like that, then you have to remind them that it's actually not this case, that you're only feeling this way because of society, because of these things that you look at, because of people making these comments, because you believe that you should be looking another way or you should be doing something else, right? Then you surround yourself with a different influence, right? People to remind you otherwise. And then
0: I think over time, it really changes. So this was part one of my conversation with Megan. Better known as Hikapi Eyelashy Jelly on Instagram. Catch you guys on Monday for part two.